Trying to pull up some highlights. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160EN podcast. This is podcast number 55. Um, and uh, a bit of a better one. Bit of a bit of a, it's going to be a weird one to say the least. But anyways, let's get to the panel starting off with Christian. Christian, how you doing, dude? Doing all right, man. Um, feels good to get a win under our belt and a clean sheet snap to on on like uh like not good streaks that we had going of not winning games and conceding goals. So but one way or another managed to accomplish that, not really convincingly, but it feels good to at least get one back in the W column. Yeah, that that W does feel good. Um and I'm also joined we're also joined by Nando. Nando, how you doing dude? Hey right, man, I'm doing well. The key thing here is we finally saw a W again. Oh. It wasn't pretty, but we nope. saw a win again. Yeah, for sure, and, and we didn't concede a goal and, uh, either. New coach on our hand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sorry, you cut off for me. I hope uh, it was just for me then. Sorry if I interrupted you. No, um, all right. Anyways, uh, let's get to the uh, first game uh, that took place, which was the uh, Tasa de Liga match, I should say. Sorry, um, and this was our our following eleven. We had Luis Maximiliano making his uh, his his debut. Um, as well as Christian Borja, Tiago Lotti, Luis Neto, Valentin Rosier uh, making up our defense. We had a four-man midfield of Marcia Quinga and Hesse on the wings, Rodrigo Bataglia and Wendell in the middle, and a strike force of Vietu and Bruno Fernandes sort of acting as a second striker. Um, if, you're lo- if you're watching on YouTube, you can also see the uh, Riwav 11 uh, right there. They had Gabriel Zingu, Tarantini, uh, but aside from that, it was mainly rotated players. Um, Christian, I'll start off with you, dude. What, what were your thoughts of the game? Yeah, it was just like a typical performance in this run of games that we had going for us there. Um, you know, obviously we created more chances. We're the better team. But it was just like uninspiring. Um, you know, no one really stood out to me in particular. Um Bruno Fernandes, I mean, missed a lot of chances. Bruno Fernandes missed a couple chances that on other day, another day I think he scores. Um, and then we're just unlucky, really, to concede two goals. But, I mean, it, this kind of performance and, like, just unable to get a result just sums up the short-lived Lionel Ponce era at Sporting. Um, what an era. <laughs> it, was, it was an era with three, three losses and a draw. Yeah. Did not, did not win any games, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, let's hope the U23s keep winning because they've been on a hell of a run. I, I know he, you know, had a part in the beginning of that, but he left and they still kept doing the same thing. So, yeah, um, I hope that isn't affected. Though their goal margins are a lot smaller. At least in the beginning, they were killing teams, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, he's going back to the under-23s though, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so too. And, and good on Spartan for that. Uh, I'll pass it off to Nando. Nando, what are your thoughts of the game, dude? So, from what I read, man, um, Christian kind of took me three losses and a draw under points. Um, and that game was a was a perfect, um, unfortunately, I hate saying perfect, but was the perfect cherry on top for just his um, last match there. Like, Spartan just continued to play with no idea, a very bunched up soccer, um, no fluidity, uh, just... just now nobody's really sure of what to do on the pitch, and and we lost two to one at home, man. And 
I, what I take most about the game, other than the fact that it was like finally, finally, just the fact that we barely put anybody in that stadium. Now, mind you, that's a the league game. You know, that's never going to pack the house out. Um, but that Adam just shows Monday where, night. yeah, man, you know, the, those are horrible times, horrible, horrible tournament in general. Yeah. Nobody gives a damn about the, the dust of the league. Like, we win it, we've won it, but whatever. Um, but it just shows where the fans are and have been with the team. Like, we've lost patience, we've lost energy. And um, for a sporty fan to say they've lost energy, man, it takes a lot. So, um, in a way, if losing is what we needed to be fresh blood in, which is what we did, then good, whatever. But um, it, it really does put a, put a, uh, a final... Um, straw on 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 Bond's tenure, just a just a bad overall. Just he just looked completely out of his league as a coach, at least for the for the Primera Liga. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, I'm gonna just his hit formation on sucked, man. I don't. Yeah, exactly. One, I, I uh, hated that narrow four four two, and I'm glad too. that it's gone. That's why the team sucked, and that that formation did not get the best out of the little that we have. So I hated it, and I'm glad that we don't have Absolutely. to watch that anymore. Yeah. I mean, he, we, we played a, a narrow, like a four four two narrow, when we have like at least five, six wingers. Yeah. I, that, even, even that decision is just like mind-blowing to me. Um, and yeah, like, 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 for, like Nando was saying, man, like way out of his league. The guy last year was, was coaching a fucking third division uh, Spanish team, which I mean, I think has done more like money laundering more than anything. Uh, with David Wang and uh, and other fucking deals that they've done with fucking Wolves. Uh, but more so than just that, man, like, we, we we looked unorganized. We looked like there was nothing about us. No passing. No, no. Our defense was shambles. Like, that first goal is so easily avoided. Borja doesn't even pressure the guy. And Laurie and doesn't step in at all. At all. That That second goal, we're all just scrambling, blocking the ball, like, they have like three, four opportunities to shoot on net, and they and one finally goes in. Like it's a joke. It was it was a joke, and I'm glad to see that era gone. Um, though in terms of this game, honestly, if we score one or one or two of those chances in our opening like five to ten minutes, uh, we would have been all right. I mean, I think so at least. Yeah, we had two great chances right in the first five minutes. Exactly. Yeah, we we could have at least been two, three, nothing up by 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 the first ten minutes, in my opinion, too. So. Um, you know, if we if we take some of those chances, maybe we're not as bad because even then, Riwab didn't create a lot of opportunities. Um, they they really, from what I remember of the game, they really only had two three chances to score, and they scored two of them, right? So, yeah. you know, it, 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 that's another concern for mine uh, on this team is there's no like uh, there, there's no end product. There's nobody really, maybe aside from Bruno Fernandes, that can that can I can confidently believe in their ability to score a goal. Um, and I mean, you see that more on uh, uh, on uh, yesterday's game against Avj. Um, another thing that we've seen on this game uh, was uh, some fan outbreaks. Um, definitely some uh, some fighting amongst the stands. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen that fucking the lady uh, <laughs> hit on the guy, and then the guy, you know, trying to give the the equality. Uh, I did hands. see that. Wild. Um, anyways, uh, what, what were your, what are your initial thoughts, Nando? I'll, I'll throw it off to you on our, on our current, um, our current moment as a fan base. I mean, we're, we're obviously divided, right? So what are your thoughts on that? And, and how do we get better? Um, 
I'll jump in and, and talk a little bit about that one, guys, because I've been kind of taking the lead a little bit on the whole, like, you know, just, just kind of speaking out of frustration as a fan more more so lately. But um, that shows everything that this uh, fan base is going through, man. Like, when you've got uh, a guy ready to fight a woman, a woman having no qualms and hitting the dude, a dude's there with his younger brother. Everything that you don't want to see, right? And then on top of that, you've got it happening amongst our own fans, right? That's crazy. Um, and then you've got a guy, uh, I think I retweeted him earlier, Orlando Seven Gomes. Um, but he basically uh, kind of summed it up for me, and I've been kind of touching base on this a little bit for a while now, but like without justice, there's never going to be peace at Spartan, or it's going to be a long, long road for peace at Spartan. But what I mean by justice, I'm talking about how We've talked about this, how the current president became to be, how fans feel about. Okay, maybe we can talk a little bit about the interview towards the end of this podcast, just so maybe a couple opinions of what we feel like that was like. But sure. but that that's it, man. That summarizes where we're at. We're just a, a club divided, an angry club and fan base that just can't stand each other's opinions. Like it's OK to not agree, man, but we don't even respect each other's opinions. And that was it, man. You saw it right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I 100% agree with you. Um, really, another thing that also took place uh, more onto the game um, was uh, Bataglia's injury. Um, Christian, I'll throw this one off to you. It, it, was it, is it management fault on his injury for, for sort of rushing him back and giving him back-to-back starts? Um, or, or just simply is, is Bataglia unlucky at the moment? Yeah, I think he's definitely a bit unlucky, but he, before he played the, I mean, I guess the plan was probably for him to play close to most of the game, the the first game that he played against Femmelico, he played like 70, 75 minutes-ish, um, and by the end of it, he like, he looked, he looked like out of sorts, he looked like gassed, um, you know, he he looked like a guy that hadn't played in, in, in 10 or 11 months. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted to get him in because it was a, a past the league game. Like, it's kind of a good opportunity to get your fitness up. Like, theoretically, it doesn't count as much as the other games. Um, and I think he's just a bit unlucky, and I'm glad to see that, you know, he shouldn't be out for too long. Yeah, true. Do you know what injury he even sustained? I, I, was I think it's just like a, uh, like a bruise on his knee, you know? Oh, fair. Ooh, you took yeah, a hard hit, but it's like if you get hit in the same ACL and like your knee hurts, like it's just like air yeah. on the side of caution. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. At least he didn't retear his shit up or even damage yeah. anything else. Well, that's when you know if he came back too soon. If he immediately retore it, like that'd yeah, be so fucked. Yeah, yeah. Though, I mean, I I do also think that that punch was a little silly on on one. I even against um, who was it that we lost to? Uh, like, uh, he, he shouldn't have played as long as he did. Yeah, he didn't. I think he played until like the 80th minute or some yeah, shit. Too so. long. Like, and he looked like he was he slowly losing it. He was losing. Yeah, it. yeah, he was. Um, so, so yeah, agreed. But um, also, because um, because we're just riddled in drama, um, and and you know somebody doesn't know how to fucking give these kids a driver's license. We also had Jovan Cabral. Um, Get arrested, I believe it was, um, for uh, for not having a license, and all of a sudden uh, he's been out injured the last two games due to a, a quote unquote ankle injury. 
Uh, Nando, man, if, if you can, you know, speak on, 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 I guess, these players' attitudes and, and related to um, maybe even words that, that Bruno Fernandes um, was recorded saying. Like, like what are you, what's your thoughts on this whole situation, dude? Man, first off, the license situation, like, he should know better, but, like, shit happens. You know, like, the guy, he's young. You know, shit, I've, I've made it up the street before and realized that I... Turn around, back around, like shit happens. Like people need to get the fuck off of that. It, it, it happens. Now, what's more disturbing to me, to be quite honest with you, is the fact that the 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 recording of the police officer or whoever, and I think yeah. it was you who retweeted it, right? Or talked about it. But like that that whole recording and just the kind of like the the, the almost a humiliating um, way as, as to which he talks about Giovanni and how he's gonna like fuck him over. And like it's almost like he's enjoying it, you know what I mean? That's more disturbing than anything. And no one's really talked much about like that recording not being leaked on intentionally. Uh, he, I don't know. Lately, he's been in the media a lot with what he's been saying and how he's being approached in the, in the locker room. You know, didn't he today say something to OFA? Um, or spoke to OFA or something and, 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 and said, like, you know, sporting players aren't quite um, sure on how, how to, like, represent the club and respect the club, and, and, and it's his job to, like, um, regarding Bruno Fernandes, something just doesn't seem right. It's almost like he's trying too hard, once again, to kind of, like, paint a narrative that, that of how we should feel about him. And mm-hmm. um, some people think that he's, like, saying all the right things, and from what I got, a lot of people are like, nah, man, like, seems a little too weird that, that, that he, you know what I mean? The leaks and I don't know. Uh, I don't know yeah. how you guys feel about it, but to me, there's something a little not right there. I don't, I don't know if I can 100% like take him, take his word for what he's been saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of the leaked audio, uh, I'm not even 100%. I don't know about you guys or if you've listened to it or not. I'm not even 100% sure it's him. Um, not, I mean, they've been talking about it. Has he confirmed? Do you guys know? I don't no, think he has. I don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I'm pretty, I think it was him. <clears throat> yeah. I, there's, there's times it just, it doesn't really sound like his voice, you know? But of course, I don't really know his voice like that. So, so who the fuck recorded it? That's, That's another saying, thing man. that I want to know. Yeah, exactly. It just it seems, seems a little leaky. Weird. Yeah. Two um, stage. Yeah. But, but behind those words, do you, do you guys. I mean, agree? he basically doubled down on it today when he said that in that interview. A hundred percent, yeah. That's why. That's that's, that's why, why I'm saying like it, it, it's like everything just seems a little time time sensitive. But his yeah. words were fine. I mean, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. I do. You know, yeah. that's part of what fucking made Bruno Carvalho lose his shit. Like players don't give a damn. They're there to collect a paycheck and get by. Yeah, and that's part yeah. of why we are where we are, and that's why we part of why we go through so many coaches. Not saying that there's you know. That coaches couldn't have been better and management couldn't have been better, but like a lot of these players are literally there to collect. I don't give a shit. Yeah, facts. And uh, I mean, so then in in that aspect, then how how can we possibly fix the situation? Is it solely on bringing through or bleeding through more? I mean, to me, that's one of the solutions. It, it's bleeding through more more youth players and buying less Hesse Rodriguez's and. Even though I'm liking his attitude less, you know, blossies and shit like that. 
um, especially because, as we can see from, from especially, like, for example, Matos Pereira, West Brom, um, the academy has the quality. Um, and hopefully the academy has the kids to, um, to you know, actually really feel the, the, the club. But then on the flip side, I'll play devil's advocate to myself. You know, the players that rescinded against us um, a few years ago were the academy kids. You know what I mean? Most of them, at least, were the academy kids. So, um, do, Nando, I'll pass it off to you. Like, what, what, what sort of solution do you see there? Seeing as you also do agree with, with some of the words you said, um, that Verandas or um, that, that Sporting itself can, can maybe try to fix the situation and, and really try to, to, to bleed through competitors that understand what it means to play for this club. Yeah, like Sporting Academy, we would all agree that like not only are we not producing the talent that we used to, okay, so that's a topic in all in and all of itself. But the fact that we're used to say that the players coming out of Sporting were a whole nother breed, right? They had a whole nother attitude. They weren't guys from Porto Benfica. They we 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 formed them as men, you know, formanos como homens. And and mm. Steph has talked about that many times on on, on the podcast before. I don't think Sporting does that anymore. How we ourselves as a club are is being conveyed. We are a club. Uh, we are a losing club, you know, minus the five years of Bruno Carvalho. And granted, we didn't win the, the, the Campeonato. And I don't care about these tasas, bullshit of tasas, the league, and, and, you know, great. Tasa Portugal is nice and all. But it's... Winning the Tasa de Liga and winning these kind of cups does not make you a winning club per se. Mentality, approach to it, how we represent the club, how we talk about the club, how how we you know live the club accountable. Before that, we struggled a little bit, but we had that you know from Paulo Bento and guys that were like a whole other breed of accountability. And that's all, in my opinion, it's all you know gone to waste now. So Sporting has to do some serious soul searching in their academy and how these kids are brought up. But also there's certain things that we just can't change, man. Like kids these days, they see money, they see fame, and they see instant gratification. Sporting is hell of a not an instant gratification club. Like you are not going to sport. Like you're not. You're not going there and be like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the paces, whatever, make it to the, the – to the lead team and then get a good opportunity one year, boom, I'm, I'm playing for a big club. No, that's not really happening anymore. You're not going there to win titles anymore. You know, you're battling with Porto Benfica, even for our modalidades, and that's not even a given anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you got to get the ball rolling. You, We as a club have to figure out how to start winning campeonatos, start showing up and, and being like the club. Because, you know, Champions League is going on at work. You know, people are watching the game or whatever. The game's going on today, tomorrow. Who plays? Uh, Benfica or whatever. And, you know, these people don't know what Spartan is. You know, they don't talk about them. Hell, if anything, they talk about Porto and Benfica. You know, when you start talking about people in Portuguese clubs. And, and so we got we to gotta change that mentality. And then we got to hold these kids accountable and start showing them that Spartan is more than just winning immediately. That there's a trajectory, and that we can look at the examples of Ronaldo and Guarasmas and all these other guys who have created and made themselves turn into a hell of a career, you know? Yeah, no, um, agreed. Um, 
Um, all right. So uh, after the game, of course, Lionel Ponch uh, left. I think we'd all agree it was a great, great decision. Um, as you know, a draw and three losses are more than unacceptable for a team like Sporting. Um, and in came Siljaj. Um Before going into other names that were mentioned, Christian, thoughts on Siljaj? I know we kind of mentioned them uh, past podcasts, but uh, again, what what are your what are your th- overall thoughts on Siljaj? Yeah, I mean, I liked the Avs game better than I've liked any of the games under Pont. I mean, the PSV game wasn't that bad. It was probably the best attacking game he had, uh, but he didn't get any results. So it's pretty amazing to see a guy come in and get a result. I mean, could have been easily a different result on a different day. And this game was kind of weird. And like the fact that the eye test and then looking at the advanced stats after the game, they don't really match up just on what I saw, you know. Um, and then I it just it didn't feel right that they were giving Balassi man of the match. And, I mean, he, he realistically wasn't one of the better players, like, as far as, like, performance and ratings go. Like, he won the penalty, I get it. and But a lot of that game, he was just, like, a bumbling buffoon. And he completely whiffed on that, like, great opportunity. He took so long to shoot. And then when he finally shot, he whiffed, and it's painful. Um Someone tweeted like he looks like he should be playing in the conference. Um, he would, he would. That's a level like that he he could ball at like the lower level English leagues where he originally came from. Like that's kind of his level right now. But I mean, he tries hard. He's super physical. Um, he's kind of just like a, a, a athletic specimen. But he's just like too spastic to to ever really be that good. But I mean, at the same time, his the other guy on loan here, uh, Hesse. Didn't hasn't looked good at all. I, I mean, I haven't really even seen flashes yet. Uh, so, I mean, between those two reinforcements, you know, leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, uh, agreed, yeah. Um, and also going to the other names mentioned, moving on a bit to the Verendas interview as well. Um, Verendas mentioned uh, Jose Mourinho. Um, he mentioned, he talked to Leonardo Jardim. Um I think Mark Silva as well. Um, anyways, really, I think we all agree, unrealistic, uh, unrealistic appointments uh, for the time being, right? Especially that Moringa one. Even um, saying we- that he talked to them is like a cell phone dude, that dude, I don't dude. even understand how yeah, to realize exactly. it. What a yeah. fucking troll he is. Uh, I'd He's agree, like, yeah. oh, they, they said, or I think it was Jardine said he, he wanted to coach a club that uh, could compete for... Or for the Champions League, yeah, it's like, dude, meeting, the fact yeah. that the, the fact that you're saying that he said that is such a cell phone, bro. Like, <laughs> damn, bro, you talked to Mourinho. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> he told you to fuck off, dude. That's totally bro, worth. You know, you know, you know, comes to mind. The the more and more that that I watched or like read about that damn interview, the more and more that I thought that that dude literally knows that he has to appease. His followers, and by what I mean is his followers, his 81%, the old fucking farts and all that shit. Because if you notice all the things that he said and the way he talked about the club, calling us a club of malukus and like the turmoil and that like there's, you know, rarely do you hear real fans, quote unquote, group of fans. Like he's going really hard out of his way to continue to paint that narrative. To continue to play trade, like listen, man, those are the Brunistas without having to say that shit, and it's so fucking disturbing. 
Yeah. Um, I feel sorry, like he's man. lost a lot of that. I mean, I wish we could have like a, a poll, you know, <laughs> of sample size. Because I feel like he's got to have lost some of those people that voted oh, for him originally. Or at least. I honestly don't, don't, don't think he I has. I bet he's to... at half. I bet he's at half now. He was at 70. Now he's at 50. I think it might be a bit lower. I think it might be a bit lower, to be honest. Because, uh, I mean, one, he didn't win the majority vote as it was. That's true. Um, but more, more, even more so than that, it's um, uh, like, I, I mean, for him to get as many votes as he did um, and still you, there, there's obvious frustration in the stands and stuff like that. I mean, uh, if, the, if there were elections tomorrow, I, I, I would pre- I'd put my money on him losing more than, than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I think that Benedito would probably come out of nowhere right now if there was a left swing and win right away. Um, but okay, more so to the to the interview and and him cost, constantly calling out Treza, 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 Treza. Um, uh, dude, he he took he took he fucking hair. yeah, <laughs> fucking more. He said it like forty nine times. No, bro, he did one hundred and nine. I I watched it last night again. One hundred nine. I didn't even see the full video then. Yeah, my girlfriend was sitting beside me and he's like, "What the fuck is that guy talking about?" And she was getting annoyed just listening to it. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, what was that? You cut off a bit. Like, that shit was wild, bro. No, I'm saying, like, do you remember when, like, somebody tweeted, uh, you should have me rolling, somebody tweeted, like, you know how Sporting just played in Algarve or whatever, or Mm -hmm. close to it, and they were like, how is Sporting going to come home? Like, are they going to go through the Aum, which is, you know, the highway system there? And then they, they... Showed the video of him being like, Tres, nem a um, nem a dois, nem a tres. That shit fucking had me rolling, bro. Like, he goes through and just goes all the way, a ones or something. A tw- and Tres is looking at him like, the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, is there anything you guys can take from that interview? Any sort of, uh, anything that he said that marked you at all? Or, or, or what's up? Nando, I'll throw that one first one to you. Just, just real quick. I... <laughs> He's so embarrassing. <laughs> like, he's just so embarrassing. And like yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but now when I listen to him, like you know when you watch a movie or you're watching like a like a TV show, and then some awkward shit on screen happens, and then you feel embarrassed or you feel awkward as hell watching it. Like that's how I feel when he talks. <laughs> Shut the fuck! Like, dude, I'm I'm not okay right now with you talking. Like, I I have to like. Turn it away, watch something else. And I'm like embarrassed, bro. Like we 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 are like that shit's scary. He doesn't have a clue as to what he's talking about. He doesn't have a clue on how to speak. The dude is like a walking troll. You know what I'm saying? Like he's um he is that glass of air that he took a gulp out of. That's who he is. <laughs> like that shit like summarizes him. <laughs> Um, Christian, I'll pass the, the same question to you. Anything that he said that marked you at all? or No, not really. I mean, I probably tuned out for like half of it. It wasn't really interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like he, at this point, he had avoided doing any sort of like TV event and kind of had to do something, show his face. After yeah. dropping all those games in a row, we hadn't really heard a peep from him. Just saw him like weirdly sitting in the in the in the box every game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't really 
yeah pay and, mind to anything that he said yeah same uh, it, it was honestly a, a useless interview he answered nothing really um but at least we got we got something out of it we got this uh, let me share my screen real quick. Hopefully, I don't get flagged for this. Oh, I should have loaded this before. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just play a bit of it. Just pull up with Teresa. Like, what the fuck? Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Uh, at least we got a soundbite out of it. Uh, anyways, um, anything else you guys want to say about that interview mainly uh, before moving on to uh, to the OBJ game? Not really. No? Yeah, same. All right. Uh, so moving on now um, with Silas' uh, first game. Um, uh, the lineup was as follows. We had Renan Ribeiro and Net. We had Rosier, Quach, Mathieu and Borja. Um, Bruno Fernandes, Dumbia, Eduardo Henrique, and Vietu on the wings um, with uh, Hesse and Bulasi. I actually think this this line this four four two is a little messed up. I think it was more of a four four three in my opinion, uh, with Vietu, Hesse on the wings, and Bulasi up top, sort of interchanging with Hesse. Uh, but anyways, um, Christian, what, what were your overall thoughts of the game? Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It was better than than the other ones, but I mean, so many times like we could have conceded so easily, and yeah, like I kind of touched on it before, like the the eye test of this game fares much less favorably than the advanced stats and the total stats. Really, after the game, you know, you I I like had to make sure they weren't like wrong or from a game from a different season because it really didn't feel like it, um, you know. Like fit, we had 15 shots, they had seven, and they had probably five opportunities for for goal, clear chances out of those seven chances. So it just felt like they had much better, you know, or more opportunities at least. And they they definitely could have scored. I mean, this could have easily. I mean, they could they hit the post within the first like five minutes. Like that yeah. was immediate warning shot. And they had a couple other ones that, that that were close. They just seemed dangerous off the break. It seems like we, it feels like we can concede a goal to any team at literally any moment. You know, our our our, our defensive like shape and work rate just does not instill confidence. And yeah, I mean, I thought that for me, Borja was a guy that I thought has been underperforming recently, um, and I thought that he at least played a little bit better today. But, I mean, he still was rated as a 5.1, which is the worst on the team. Like, it felt better to me. Rozier was a 6.0, which is not bad. And I felt like he didn't, he didn't do it. He hasn't really done anything for me yet either. And he's kind of uh, a liability defensively. So he's kind of been a disappointment for me as well. And then the two center backs who constantly feel like they're, they've been underperforming for a while. You know, Matthew 6.5, Kawat 7. Felt like, felt like they're worse than that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and then uh, Eduardo, um, I could tell Eduardo was having a uh, a pretty good game, and um, it it totally felt like you know that it was kind of weird to see them start him and Dubia together. So it was just you know interesting that uh, he played 
pretty good, actually. And he was kind of leading the line offensively, which is something that we haven't really seen him do yet. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it wasn't bad. And, uh, um, you know, I, I'm glad that we ended up nabbing it at the end because uh felt like it wasn't our night, you know. Yeah. Um, Nando, is, uh, also with you, what were your overall thoughts of this game? Um, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I don't have too much to say about it other than the yeah, fact yeah. that from, from what I gathered, and, and I talked to my dad a little bit about this after the game, Christian just kind of touched up on it. Um, it looks like, you know, if you go back and look at the stats, you'll think the sports, performed a lot better than what they, what they did. Um, yeah. and we, we, you know, it's early. It's Seelis' first game. There's not much to say. We won. Institutions, though, a lot better um, than anything that Ponce did um, towards the second half of the game. I like bringing in Wendell. I like bringing in Acuna and stuff like that. Like I think that those were really good moves to kind of like help solidify that 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 result. You know what I mean? I like those moves. It made sense. Makes these guys, especially Wendell. Um, you would hope that that lights a little bit of a fire under his ass because I don't think he's been playing good at, at all for for several games now. Yeah, agreed. Um, Celia's also mentioned after the game that he, he also did those substitutions because they looked fatigued. Um, and even that I liked, um, because, you know, I was tired of, um, you know, George Zouge and even we've seen a lot of it under Kaiser, especially towards the end, uh, where he would just stick with a set 11, um, or, or stick with his set guys, um, and never give, uh, never really rotate the squad. Um, so even though I was a little, I was a little Scared at first because uh, most of what I've seen from it, at least Eduardo Enrique, um, hasn't been great this season. But um, I really liked, uh, I really didn't mind his performance. He had a pretty good shot on, he, I think he had two good shots on net um, that, that sort of came from nothing just because the team wasn't really running or, or doing much. Um, and, and I also liked the little confidence Celia gave him. Um, I was watching the, the press conference, Celia said something like, um, that Wendell was tired and that since Eduardo was his guy last year and quote-unquote, el sabia que render. Um, and I don't know, I kind of just like that. I like that, that you know, message of confidence that Celia's has been trying to push to the team. Uh, more so on the performance, uh, what really pissed me off was uh, these guys were sort of walking in transition. Um, these guys, most of them showed that they had really nothing about them. Um, uh, I tweeted it out, and uh, I'm really serious about it. I, I am not looking forward to having to see Hesse for the rest of the season. I'm already sick of him, and we've just entered October. Uh, yesterday, he was doing back fucking back heels to nobody. Um, he can't run. Every through ball that goes to Hesse isn't getting to Hesse. Uh, he, he's, he, he would try a million fucking tricks around, or he would try tricks when he's surrounded by a million defenders. Um, man. I I I I really hope he improves because this is looking looking really bad. Um, and aside from that, that's that's really all I have to say about the game. Um, and that my man of the match, at least, would be Rossier. I'll ask I'll ask the YouTube later on uh, who your man of the match is. Uh, just a quick question, Christian, onto the penalty. Um, clear penalty in your eyes? Yeah, I think it's a clear penalty. Yeah, Balassi kind of. Clumpy flumped his way into the into the eighteen, and then like accidentally almost just like ended up in scoring position and just like weirdly kicked it, and then got taken out a little bit. The other guys like got him in a headlock as he's going to the ground. 
Um, I think there's definitely enough contact there for a PK. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he misses the ball. I only asked because there was kind of a high foot from Belasi, but, I mean, yeah. Clear penalty. Just because he got there first, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But I agree. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, I guess uh, the only thing else to ask on this question is um, man of the match, guys. Um, Christian, I'll start with you. Uh, for me, it is probably Eduardo, just because of his didn't expect him to play as well as he ended up playing. I mean, obviously, a lot to work on. But I, I kind of liked what I saw, at least. Vieto, I thought, was, you know, decent as well. Bruno Fernandes, you know, didn't seem like he was game. having a good game. Then. Yeah. I mean, you look at his stats, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, a goal, one shot on target, three total. Five passes for um, goal-scoring chances. Nine passes um, forward successful. Three out of three successful dribbles. Um, four fouls suffered, 13 ball recuperations. I mean, he has an off game. It feels like he's he's terrible out there, and, I mean, those are stats 8.0. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that really put it into perspective, uh, for me at least, too. Um, anyways, Nando, I know you didn't really have a time to watch the game, but from uh, what you've heard, from what you've seen, and stats and all that, who would your man of the match be, really? I, th- I, I like the way um, Christian just kind of summarized Bruno Fernandes, because I did – look up a little bit of his stats there. You know, he had a very under-the-radar kind of performance. Um, we just kind of expect him to do his thing now. Um, but I did like Vieta. He performed pretty well. So, you know, I'd say Bruno Fernandes. Really, nobody really stood out to me, but Bruno Fernandes continues to just do his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I found it uh, pretty funny that Blasi ended up getting it, to be honest. Um <laughs> Not that he was second bad one. or anything. Just, the, second the second one, exactly. One, yeah, for real. Um, Seems like and I mean, the first one was deserved. Too rapid of a rate. Yeah. First one was deserved. First and he still bad. didn't score. He can't score. He hasn't scored yet. He's had so many no. chances to score. A guy can't score. Yeah. How does um, he how to have a goal yet? I'm just thinking of all the chances he's missed. Especially, man. He hit the, he hit the bar the other game. At Boa Vista. Um, he, he had like four against Boa well. Vista that he could have scored. Yeah. Yeah. He completely whiffed right in front of the goal. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but uh, he runs. He runs hard, and he's he, he just a tank. Just like destroys everything in his way. And I seen uh, I seen him get a little, a few silly fouls just because he was just. Well, they they call it in Portugal uh, and England. You can kind of barrel through people at a more aggressive rate and get away with it. Yeah. Exactly. Um. All right. Anyways. Uh. That's really all about the game. The game really had nothing about it, to be honest, to, to really discuss it in length. Um, Got a result, you know. Yeah. That's, that's what matters. We don't play another league game for, you know, three weeks, so. Yeah. And the next one is against Demon uh, too, so. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it, it's, the scheduling is totally weird, but, yeah, I mean, had to win that one. I think we're in fifth now. One point back of fourth. Yeah. Seven back of, of Benfica Porto, and... An eight of family count. Yep, an eight of family count. At least, um, again, like you said, the next league game uh, is in the three weeks, but it is against Guimarães, so yeah, I mean, I have some time to get we'll our shit fourth, together. At least, so um, that's at least something to look forward to. It's interesting now. Also, well, obviously we play on Thursday, 
mm-hmm. um, and kind of a game that you, you want to win a home game against theoretically one of the weaker teams in the group. You've already dropped points in your first game. Kind of a good opportunity, you would think, on paper at least to get a result and get back to even keep yourself in contention in the group. Don't drop the first two of zero points, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, then, then after that, the next game, I guess, is there's an international break, and then there's the first test of the Portugal game. So the yeah. draw for that is next week, and then we play, like, the weekend of, like, the 17th for that. So it's like, is he going to rotate the squad? He's kind of had, like, a, a long time to, to, to think about it. Are you going to play some youngsters and kind of take that time to prep them, you know, for that, for that game? Because, you know, in all likelihood will be against, you know, probably a third or second division team at the best. So it's typically a game you would like to play the youngsters where the youngsters squad rotation typically happens, but just because of the scheduling being so weird, it's, 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 you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what he does. Like, yeah, I, I Pedro men should probably really play in this game. He should probably start. Just I'd agree. He has an opportunity to. Yeah. Um, also interesting from that, from the Taz Portugal game you were mentioning, it does come right after a, uh, um, an international, an international break. Oh, oh, oh yeah. um, the Taz, yeah, the Taz game. So, uh, that'll also be, um, interesting to see how he, he lines up then, um, and how we'll start playing then as well. Um, but I mean, staying on the, uh, staying on our next game, uh, against Lask, uh, I actually don't know if it's pronounced Lask or if it's L-A-S-K, um, but whatever. Um, Nandel, uh, Christian's given his thoughts. What are your thoughts on uh, on these guys and, and what you expect from the team tomorrow? Um, let me let me readjust my uh, my mic real quick, guys, because you guys should give me a little bit of echo. Give me a second. I mean, I really haven't. Uh, I I definitely hope them. that we. I definitely hope. Yeah, can you guys hear me well? Yeah, I can yeah. Hear you. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I mean, like like Christian just said, like. Bruno Mins, I mean, I'm sorry, Bruno Mins. Bruno Mins, I hope that he damn gets an opportunity to start, yeah. um, get some more play time. That's for me is crucial. I, I really don't know anything about Lashk, um, other than the he- fact that like we better fucking win, um, because that's a good place that Silas I think can um, really kind of start making their up a league his own. You know, we already have. points obviously in the group but it should come out of that group um and i i hope to see Silas kind of really use that um the task of the league games that's the portugal games to kind of start making the, the team his own identity um give primarily bitherman's an opportunity to show us what he got since he can't play until at least christmas time or right after that and that's that's pretty much what i hope to see and a win man to be quite honest it's as simple as that yeah agreed um and the only thing I really know about Lask I learned today when watching uh, the Real Madrid game was that uh, Club Bruges, who were almost shocked, I guess they shocked the world today, tying 2-2 against Real Madrid, beat them in uh, Champions League qualifying uh, to make it to the Champions League. So, um, I mean, that kind of shows that they're not, maybe they're not a bunch of pushovers like we might think. Um, the Austrian team, I mean, I guess the, the Austrian Bundesliga uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to compare it to Germany, but I, it is like a, a very German. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a very German feel about it. So they might be as relentless as as, as the Germans are. Um, so I guess we'll just wait and see, really. 
Um, but uh, I don't think Pidrimens will start, but I, I hope to see him coming off the bench. I, I, I also uh, hope Luis Felipe is the one starting and not Hesse or, or, or Vieto or Balassi as a striker, uh, simply because he, he needs to start getting those minutes in, coming back from his injury and, and starting and maybe even being subbed on uh, sub for Pidrimens later on. Uh, I think would be uh, would be a bit better for for him to get you know minutes under his legs. Uh, but quickly, let's give in our prediction. I'm gonna go with a uh, a two one win for Sporting. Uh, Nando, uh, I'm gonna say a one zero win. One zero, Christian. Yeah, the team's not bad. Um, actually, they they. It's also worth noting that they did win their first game, so they already have three points. So fair, yeah, true. Rosenberg, not a bad team. He'd, think they're about equal with them so i mean it's a decent result from they get a home win in match day one and they're also just coming off a draw against red bull salzburg who as we know is in the champions league yeah. played a good game pretty this good kid team. scores like 21 goals and in, in 15 games so far this season that that like 18 year old they have up top the norwegian yeah. kid yeah yeah um so yeah obviously a good, that's a good side clearly um yeah and they just tied them they're in second place in the league behind them so it's not a bad team so uh, I think that uh, we win uh, three two. Nice. Um, I was actually supposed to ask this before the prediction, but uh, I'll quickly mention it because uh, I know we'll go more into it uh, with the questions. But um, Christian, does Celia not um, having his his license and not being able to come onto the field? I guess uh, worry you at all, or that's that's not really an issue here. What do you think? That's not an ideal situation, obviously. So I hope that that gets straightened out soon enough because that is just so classic that that yeah. is is our situation. That we're, this is even a conversation that we're having. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not the best. Um, you know, you always want your your coach, especially a new coach, to be on the bench. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be much of an issue, at least. But. Uh... Anyways, we'll get more into that in a bit because I know Steph sent in a question about that. Um, quickly, let's go over our Mudalidad. Um, so the Anball team uh, beat, uh, or sorry, they lost to, I'm not going to even be a, try to pronounce that. Do you guys know how to say it? Or Christian, you know how to say it? Savehov. Do you know where they're from, at least? Uh, anyways, um, they, they lost to them in the in the Champions League but we do have another game against them at home so hopefully um, that'll come off better uh, for us there um, we also let's see well we'll talk about the basketball we beat Overins, um 74 to 64 uh, for the Trofeo Stromp which was uh, our inauguration back into uh, Portuguese basketball um, pretty promising signs I, I didn't I wasn't able to catch the entire game but I, I seen some highlights and I caught a bit of the game um, I mean, it's no NBA, right? But uh, it's we're not bad. We're not bad to say the least. We also lost. We also beat them seventy-two to sixty-nine um, in a preseason game. Um, and the the let's see, uh, football. Uh, the under twenty-threes beat Billinger Saad two-one away from home. Uh, another goal from Pidrimens, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is, is always good to see. Uh, again, shocked that he that he wasn't in the um, in the senior team for the league, um, for f- uh, fem- female soccer, um, the, our B team beat Atlético Club Portugal seven one. Um, still in preseason, which is good. The girls also beat Braga, or was that last week? 
Um, I guess that was last week, and I'm just re-remembering something. Um, for uh, for the futsal, of course, almost forgot. Uh, Sporting ended up losing 4-3 to Benfica. Um, Benfica is currently in first with 10 points. Um, and Sporting is in second with 9 points. So we're just a point off, still early on in the season. Nothing to, to really worry about, though the... Um, the refereeing of that game must we must must be said was was pretty shocking. Um, I forget who it was. Uh, remind me if you guys know uh, the futsal player who who made the uh, gesture uh, into the fan into the crowd um, sort of gesture that uh, insinuates you know a robbery was made. Um, but anyways, tough loss. But the boys will bounce back. Um, another one, uh, another European title, I should say. Spartan beat uh, Porto in hockey. Uh, 3-2. Porto's only scoring from penalties. Um, uh, they had two penalty shots. Yeah, basically, that's all you got to say about that. Um, but congratulations to the hockey team. I have a picture here that I took that I really liked um, of the celebration. And, of course, our 36th European title, um, club European title, which is great. Um, so that was cool. That was cool to watch. Um, let's see. What else is there? Uh, judo. Uh-huh. Not the sound. Rugby, uh, table min, yeah, not really else really that I'm trying to remember. Oh, the uh, the male team, I didn't even know they played. Um, they won the Torneo de Termas. Um, I believe that is a preseason game. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, they, I think they, it is. yeah, I believe it is too. They beat Volley Palma 3 1 and then lost to Ismuriz uh, 3 0. And that is about it. So uh, we'll move on to the Twitter questions real quick. Um, we have a few this week. Um, coming in from Joel De Silva at Leong underscore 073. Um, what's the top three players you've seen play for Sporting? It's a good question. Uh, Nando, I'll give that one to you, dude. I can give it to all of us, really. What's the top three players you've ever seen play at Sporting? Is that what the question? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough. Shit. Um, if we're that's tough. So if we're going to talk about like, you know, actually put forth some good seasons at Sporting. Game by or then like you know like a, you know, a Cristiano Ronaldo who we all know, but he's you know he did barely did anything for the main team. I'm gonna say João. Uh, you know, João Vieira Pinto. I'm going to talk about Jardel. Because um, those two, like, I, I will for, forever remember. Like, I, I vividly remember how important they both were to us winning that last title. For sure. um, and then I'll I probably say... Sorry. Uh, I, I really, really liked watching um, Schmeichel play. Um, I know I'm going a little far back, even though... He was only there when detrimental to us ending that 18-year route. To me, probably the biggest signing that Sporting made to get us off that hump. Like, talk about bringing a guy who's won and who knows the culture of winning and then also do well as Sporting and, like, solidify that, that position and, you know, kind of help us there. Okay. Christian, I'll, I'll pass the same question to you because this is kind of a fun question. What's your top three? Um, I probably that I have the most memories of were probably Lee Edson. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes is definitely one of the best players that's ever played for sporting in recent memory. And uh, 
I mean, maybe Nani. Mm. Yeah, I have him in my top three, too. Mine would be uh, Lietzen, Nani, and I don't know why I liked him. I mean, he was a sick player for us. Uh, Roshenbach, bro. My, my childhood Roshenbach was, fucking... was good his first go-around. His first, yeah. His second goal when he came from Middlesbrough wasn't that great. Yeah, his second uh, goal was horrendous. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Anderson Polgo was good on that team. Ricardo was yeah. a great goalie. That was a good defender, too. I like that. Peter Patrici was a great goalie for a long time. Of course, time. of course. Yeah, the rat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> dude, William killed it, too, dude. I loved William. Yeah. William rescinded, bro. That was heartbreaking. I know, I but know. he, like, killed it. Like, that dude held down that position. Yeah, Linked to Arsenal every year for, for like, six straight years. Ended up, ended up at Betis. And the same is about to happen to Brun Fernandes, bro. Linked to United and Tottenham. I guarantee you he's ending up in, like, I don't even know, bro. Like some fucking Byron Leverkusen or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, next question. Five seconds from school. Yeah, fucking join fucking uh, João Mario. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, next question comes in from our boy Steph. You can off, uh, follow him at Steph01 Jewel 1907, uh, 1906. Oops. Um, and he asks, we definitely need a striker. Who's in your mind? Is Pedro Mendes good enough? Um, Christian, I'll start it off with you. I think he's, you. he's definitely good good enough to warrant getting more of a shot, which I unfortunately really can't. But, I mean, some of these games you have, like, improvising with strikers. Luis Philippe is getting back to full fitness, but is, you know, still, you know, not, like, an elite goal scorer or anything. Hesse, Vieto, Balassi, you know. Some of these games I wouldn't mind seeing him up top. Um, especially the ones where he has the opportunity to. So hopefully, really the next two games are just kind of a rare rare thing, albeit separated by a couple weeks, but he can play tomorrow. Um, and he can play, or Thursday, sorry, not tomorrow. He can play Thursday or he can play the next Tasa game. So, I mean, in 15 minutes so far this season, I think he's definitely warranted more opportunities. Yeah, agreed. Um, and really, I think we should only really look for a striker in in um, in the summer and try to get like a main guy if if Pedro Menz at least isn't that guy. Um, anyways, Steph also asks, um, what is the ANTF attacking? Sorry, why is the ANTF attacking Spartak against Sijaj? It wasn't an issue when he was at Bilinus. What the fuck, um, Nando? I'll pass that one off to you. It, it, I think it was Verandas or at least somebody in the administration even said that they're acting. Anti-Spartingismo. Um, what are your overall thoughts with this sort of attack uh, against Sijish? Man, I think that's just a damn media, man. Just Sporting is always an easy target. These guys don't want to damn say shit when they play or are part of other clubs. They come to Sporting, um, suddenly they got some shit to say, man. Fuck the guy. He, he, I'm not concerned with that one bit because if you remember back in the day, Paulo Bento, when he was coaching early on in his career, didn't have all his proper curriculum and shit like that and exactly if they gave him shit about it but man that guy just has he just wants his antenna time he's got nothing better to do uh, I, I roll my eyes at this shit I agree uh, 100% agreed with you dude um, anyways next question comes in from uh, da- David Claudio at David Strife 35 he asks what players do you think we must sell in January uh, Christian I'll, I'll give that one off to you um yeah, I mean, that's that's tough to say. I definitely think that we need 
a striker for sure. Um, but as far as players that I'm okay with leaving, or who do I think that we should sell that be mutually beneficial? Um, you know, potentially Bataglia, maybe. Um, yeah. His value's definitely gone down, but it's worth something. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, potentially maybe Kowatz, um, because have the best backup center back that we've had in years. Kowatz been on the doorstep for a little bit now. I mean, if they want to generate, you know, 12 to 15 real quick, they could probably do that. So, I mean, maybe him. Um, but in terms of that, I mean, I don't really know if we're going to see too many reinforcements or departures in January. I'm not really expecting much, but it'd be nice to have another striker. So, Yeah. Um, and I mean, coming from the disastrous transfer date deadline, I think I'm, I'm praying for a quiet January, to be honest. Um, next question um, comes in from uh, Casa de Paiva at Paiva 7 uh, our boy Matt. He asks, um, where do you guys feel Sidious could use Vieto to maximize his assets? And what Spartan kit of the past is your favorite? That second part, I'll, I'll pass off to Christian because I know you're a kit connoisseur. Um, but um, Nando, what are your thoughts? What do you th- what do you think uh, Sidious would do with with Vieto? Should he put him as a striker? Should you keep him out on the left? Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that you use him as a striker in in situations that you have to use him as a striker. But I think that um, playing him a position like he did, uh, who did we play that we all raved about um, Vieto's performance a couple weeks ago, like his coming out party? They were like, oh shit, look at that game. We, we, we played him out. Yeah. Yeah, right? It was yeah. a way of Portimoli, and he killed it. What was he playing there? Like left wing, left maybe? Wing, he playing yeah. left wing, yeah. He's comfortable as hell there. So I, I would keep him there, and then I would – I would hell, I, I would use um, as a striker before I'll ever push his up there. Oh, yeah. 100%. So you know what I'm saying? So like I'd use I'd use that as a as a secondary position. Like all right, we really need it. Let's throw him up there. But other than that, let his creativity come in from the back, and 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 him with Bruno Fernandes kind of distributing ball would be dope as hell. Agreed. And and just for just just to know what's your what is your favorite pass kit? Eric, do you uh, man, one? I I I've got two, dude. I uh I have the one that we wore when we were last champions i even think nice. it was like a damn like uh Reebok. what's that fat what yeah but Reebok. what's that fabric um that's like like not velcro i don't know not velcro uh suede oh okay whatever somebody tweeted the other day um late 90s with um uh, with uh seek as the uh as a sponsor oh yeah yeah that one i know what you're talking about yeah, I, I like that one. I like I that one, too. I, I like that, that one, one kind too. of sits me. Mine is, uh, you know, the, um, the uh, I don't know what year it is. The one that you always see Mario Jardel wearing. It's like black yeah, and like lime green. It's got like uh, a round collar. Yeah, I think. It's the one oh, that they oh, were trying oh, to base oh, this real quick, one on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to throw in another, oh, one more. Oh. I don't know why. But um, do you guys remember that uh, I have it, and it's fucking hideous, but I like it. Um we had the damn Sapu uh, frog, right? Stamped oh, yeah. in the middle of the jersey. You know what I'm talking about? That white jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I have it, and every time like, I wear it, people are like, what the fuck is your sponsor, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, um, the black one with the green lion from around that era? Love that. 
Um, it was a promo. Yes, that, that's the one I have right PMN there. was the sponsor. You see that one right there with the PT and the square? This one? Uh, nah, the middle. Right there by Porto, to the oh. right of Porto's. Oh, got you. That uh, damn square is like like straight velvet. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about because yeah. I have a goalie shirt from from that. Like, I have that no time, idea what they were thinking, but that thing like is so obnoxious. <laughs> they had no technology to like develop like you know sweat wicking yeah. aerodynamic <laughs> well, type like, designs. Freaking you know? suede man! It's like <laughs> next thing they're gonna do is corduroy. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a good material to make a jersey out of. This one, I think that, this one's that, my that favorite. That LSL, I love. I love that top yeah. left LSL. Yeah, this is that one's mine. Anyways, Christian, what was yours? Um, I really liked. So for away kits that I really liked, um, I I liked the the. I think it was the. I guess maybe the first year that we had Puma, uh, two thousand six seven or five six, the yellow away kit. Uh, I like that one a lot. I like mm, that like oh seven oh eight away kit as well. The black one with like the green square in the top, and yeah. it had like a lion in it. it was always a, a cool one. And then and recently, I really like last year's home kit with the with the retro logo on it. Same as far as home kits that we've had, that was that's a that's a class, like second that dropped. It's like I you know you need this kit because it's a uh, it's a sick one for sure. Um, and my, when I, last year when I was in Portugal, my buddy like wanted a sporting jersey and they had just dropped that kit. And I was like, this, of all the sporting jerseys for you to like have one of, like, this is a, like a, a classic. So yeah. you kind of lucked out while I, <laughs> while you wanted one, you know? Um, and I really like the, the Stromp this year as well. That one's really cool. Yeah, I did too, actually. I don't mind all, cool. any of the kits this year. I like all, all four of them. The white one as well. The white kit. Um, I know maybe people might not like the, the like the the neon green shorts, but I kind of like them. They kind of complement the kit in like a crazy way with that. Yeah, it has the accent on the collar. I I personally like the, those kits and think it's it's out there without being ridiculous because the the jersey's kind of sweet too. So I yeah. kind of like the whole look. Have we haven't worn the white ones yet? Have we? I was just about to say no, but we haven't. We haven't. I thought they were gonna wear them against Rewap, and then they wore the Stromp, and I was like, "That's the Liga. Like, it's kind of your chance to to, to wear, wear the white one." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stromp is more Tasa Portugal, but yeah, yeah. Whatever. You got four competitions. You just have like one for you know, like oh. the main one, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyways, this year's also this year's a way that that blue one or greenish, whatever it is, also grew on me. I wasn't I a fan of the beginning. Make- been seen going around for a long time with the collars and the like the small like almost like matrix writing and stuff like that like, we've had some really dope fan renderings that i wish sporting would like turn into oh, yeah. like, reality Agreed. we do get honestly a decent say with with macron you know i will say yeah a lot of clubs get you know if you're with the big brands you get a template kit every single year macron still has several different designs that they roll out each year and you know work with the club to kind of make it cool like the collars that we've had like we're we're a top Macron club, you know. We're we're a top three club that they have. So if we go to Nike, we, we suddenly drop to the, you know, the thirty eighth best club that Nike has, and they're not working with you in the same like way to have a say and stuff like that. So I mean, obviously, I know that the quality maybe is a, is a bit better. Although I think the Macron kit's decent quality, right. um, but you know, that's like well, people people want that, but you know, it, it's more mainstream. You know, I guess it, it matches more kicks. If you're trying to match brands, but like, I I 
I don't really have a rush to, to go to Adidas or Nike. Um, but I understand one day, you know, it might eventually happen. But I kind of like how we, we, we've had kits for a long time. Reebok for a while, Puma for a while, Macron for a while. Some clubs change so often that it's like they're wearing like two years or three years ago's jersey. And it's like they've had two brands since then. That's also like kind of shitty too because you a lot of like the smaller Portuguese teams constantly do that. They're mm-hmm. like having different brands every two years. And it's like, like I feel like the quality goes down. And you get shittier brands if you do that. Yeah, agreed. No, it might make more sense for them to just get a quick. Uh, no, yeah, they're just trying to whoever yeah. the highest bidder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Imagine but a I, uh, a lack of Tony Sporting jersey if we paired with them for like a, the biggest contract they've ever had, and then we had like crazy kits that we had such a say in Portuguese brand. Like, would be crazy. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I'm with you, dude. I'm not. I'm not rushing. There was a there was a push not too long ago about. Uh, getting onto like nike or adidas or reebok or something bigger i'm not in no rush macron's been producing you know there's more kits that we like than we dislike and then you're looking at our rivals like they've they've had some pretty bad kits in the meantime that brown porto one was disgusting (laughs) uh uh, it was so bad (laughs) because training kit is a fucking a pink cow basically like bro nothing is as bad as braga's though that away one Oh yeah! Oh my God! I, I mean, literally that. is That's probably horrible. easily the war. Like out of every jersey of every sport of every team I've oh, seen, yeah. like that has to be it. It's yeah, comically bad. They haven't played <laughs> with that either. So Do you remember the uh, the the when Porto had for like one one year had Warrior before New Balance bought them, and then they became New Balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like pink kits. With a weird design and then like a black sash across them. Yeah, those that are up there. Awful. And they had like camo printed blue camo, like I, like the navy colored, you know, like the U.S. Navy, like that camo colored jersey from Warrior, maybe. Like, ratchet, I wish, dude. I wish Braga, uh, if they were gonna, you know, really before going the route that they did, if you know how they those jerseys they look like they're trying to mimic abs or whatever, it'd be <laughs> dope as hell if like players got to choose like, yo, I want to rock rock a dad bod, like that'd be me. I'd be like, can I get mine in dad bod, please? That's like a uh, Spanish uh, third division jersey. (laughs) Can I I get mine with rolls, please? (laughs) If Hesse or Luis Philippe played for Braga, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, last question comes in from uh, Ricardo at Ricardians on Twitter. Uh, Was Fernando necessary for the squad? Um, Christian, I'll let you answer that one, bro. Uh, not really. Um, I mean, he hasn't played at all, so I can't really judge him on that. But I mean, it just seems weird. Um, and he probably won't play for the A team that much. It's totally <laughs> weird that we bought him or we got him on loan. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, anyways, um, I guess a quick preview of uh, Tasa the Liga. Just uh, we're gonna face uh, Gil Vicente and Portimonense, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys believe that we'll uh, go through to the next round, seeing as we did lose 2-1 to Riwap. Um Christian, you first. Do you think we're going through, dude? Tough to say. Only group winner is. We've gotten lucky. We've dropped a game in the past. Remember that horrible game to Estudio last year? The yeah. game that got Pazetu fired? Yeah. I think we'd won the first one, then we dropped the second one. It was like every team had three points in the group. And, you know, we, we kind of, I think we smacked our fans maybe, and we went through. But, I mean, that was a close call. But, yeah, I mean, we've kind of been fortunate in terms of that. So, I think it's very possible 
I mean, we need six points. You need six points to 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 win the group. You know, if you have four, three, you're not winning the group. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And also, um, important to note that those two games will be away. So go away to Gil Vicente, and then away after the international break, we'll go away to Portimonense. Yeah, um, it's not a bad team. I mean, yeah. neither are bad to play yeah. on the road at least as well. Um, the only silver lining is I think Gil Vicente, uh, because they're fighting relegation. Basically, Vitor Oliveira will not really care about this this uh, competition, but Portimonense might. I think Portimonense won, right against. Uh, yeah, they the did. Old... They won late, late winner. Yeah, yeah, two one against Gil Vicente. So you know, two must win games. Nando, do you think we're gonna make it through? Nah, man, I just think it's just too much needs to go our way. Um, yeah. Especially with us playing the, the other two games away, man. We you know we have to win both and probably still need some help. I think mm-hmm. we need to hope um, Riwav doesn't win the, those their next two games either. So um, no, Riwav's not a pushover either. So so yeah, I agree. I don't. I also don't think we're gonna go through. But anyways, that was our podcast for today. Um, finally, a shorter one. We've been planning on doing a shorter one for a while now. So finally, <laughs> that came about. Uh, appreciate that. Anyway, Sporting for getting your shit a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, so that we're not rambling in anger for an hour. A <laughs> yeah. <I've> been session. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for joining us on another podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Sporting160 underscore EN. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll eventually get back onto Instagram um, at Sporting160 EN. Um, of course, we still have. Um, merch up on Spreadshirt. Just search Sparty160 or Sparty160 EN and you'll find it. And um, and yeah, we bid you adieu until the next one. Um, let's hope Sparty doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, do anything stupid until our next podcast. <laughs> Drink a cup uh, of air. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Ciao and uh, viva Sparty. Viva Sparty.